So Kelly, just share your heart, and we're excited. Yeah, so, man, I was trying to kind of think about, all right, what does the Lord want me to show, share with this, this house? And I also wanted to thank you guys. This house is so powerful. Um, you have no idea. You probably do kind of a little bit what y'all carry, um, but it's special. <laughs> it's very special and just uh, incredible. And so I was asking the Lord this morning, okay, um, I've seen so many different things since I've last been here, and, and what is it that, that um, this home, this house is, is wanting to hear? And so um, my, my, not Poland, but the last trip, I was in this place called Guyana, um, and it's in South America, kind of right above Brazil. And Guyana is very unique. Um, since it was colonized by, by England, they have just so many different people groups in there, um, Hindus, Muslims, um, just even... Africans, so they were bringing a lot of animism and just so many different cultures bombarding. And there's also Christianity. Um, small, but there is Christianity. Um, so we had the privilege to go, and um, one thing that's great is we get to train up a lot of believers um, wherever we go doing evangelism. And so, yes, we also do the Jesus film, but we also teach them how to use short films in order to share your faith. So we were training up just this group of 110 believers who were in their own businesses. I mean, we had people who were in fast food restaurants. We had people who were um, in the army, people in hospitals, and they were all in this, this um, training that we had one evening. And it was so incredible because after that training, we had just so many people reaching out saying, hey, will you come into our place of business and share? Will you come into our place of business and teach other believers in my business how to train, how to share the gospel so we can tell even more people in our workplace about Jesus. I mean, we, there was nothing that we could have done to just even make that happen on our own accord. So we had this open door, and one of my favorite experiences was going into the hospital. Um, so part of my background is I was supposed to be a nurse. Like, I had my whole entire life planned. That was, that was what I was supposed to be doing. And so um, God opens up this door for us to go into this hospital in Guyana. And um, half of us got to go into a pharmacy. I mean, we are literally in the pharmacy. This would never happen in the United States, but we're sharing our faith with, like, pharmaceutical reps, like, just all these people who are in, we're actually in the pharmacy. <laughs> then the other half is in um, the nursery with all these women who just had their, had their babies. And so... I got to go in and um, started sharing, and I'm sharing with one of my participants, Doris, and Doris is just on fire for God. She is, she is so excited to share, and we started sharing with this young, young girl, and, and we could tell that she was definitely um, just more from India and stuff, and so we were sharing with her, and she's very young, and so her parents are, are right there with her. And as we're sharing, this girl is just so excited. And she had shared how, how um, she had been told before about Jesus and how she, she wanted to know more. And Doris is just going on. And as I'm sitting there and I'm praying into it, all of a sudden I see her mom take this, this little yarn from a blanket. She cuts it off with her, her teeth. And I'm just watching her thinking, like, I wonder what she's doing. And she's putting it in her mouth and, and just putting it in her mouth and getting it all damp. And then she straight up puts just a little little dot on her her daughter's her granddaughter's forehead and it was just this no no she's going to be hindu like just this 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 act of saying no this is her identity and i hated it i hated it so much i mean i'm watching this this little girl this young baby like just being born like a day old baby being worn over. We're literally warring over this child. I mean, she's claiming her identity. I'm saying, no, this is her identity. And it just started going off. And it was just such a sweet moment because Doris is sharing the gospel and like going crazy. But at the same time, we're warring over this child. And that was really what I feel like God was just putting on my heart to just even share with you guys is one, like, there's a war every single day over our identities. And it was just so powerful to see how God opened up this door that wasn't even supposed to be open. I mean, we, we had no plans of going into the hospitals. But he opened up this door to where this, this baby, this child, this infant was being worn over. I mean, it was, it was just so powerful. And so um, 
we got to see 58 people come to know the Lord on that trip, and like, it was just, it was an incredible trip, um, but yeah, those are just the, the little things that we're seeing, and um, just, I also wanted to encourage you guys, I mean, these people were going every single day into, like, challenging just other believers in their places of business, like, let's go and share our faith, let's go and just share the gospel, let's war for our identities, and so... Thank you guys for all that y'all have done and poured into me. I appreciate y'all. Stay right here. Let's just, I just want to pray over Kelly. It's so, there's so many things, I mean, like she could share about, because she's in so many different places. They're going to be in Burkina Faso in November with actually, um, how many, two people from our church? So if I take out trips, but I'm leading the trip, so people from the United States, come with me. Like, this house, come with me. Every single trip is open to you guys, and I'm going all year round. So it doesn't matter about what your schedule looks like. There's an opportunity somewhere. <laughs> um, but, yes, if you have questions or want to come, um, either get in contact with Elizabeth or I after service, and I would love to take you guys overseas. I mean, everything that you were saying, I was literally up here praying, like, God, this is a house of fire. Like, this is a powerful house. Let them come. Like, let, let's go out into the nations. And so it was just right on with what, what I felt like I was going to be feeling, too. Yeah, so this is a really special thing that, that Kelly does because, so she's in Africa one month. She was in Poland. I don't even know where the other nation is. Oh, yeah, South America. I mean, wow. You know, the opportunity is, is really amazing. So we just want to pray over her and bless her because uh, she's going into places, you know, that everyone needs to hear the gospel, right? So um, it's a really unique call, and I love it. So um, would you all just stretch out your hands and... <clears throat> We just declare over you, (laughs) increase, Kelly. Increase in power. The power that raised Jesus from the dead coming out of you, spilling out onto your team, onto those that you come into contact with. We just declare that the nations, Jesus, are your inheritance. And so they are our inheritance. For our inheritance, give us the lost. We declare that she has an anointing of evangelism, and she has the anointing to train people to lead others to you. We're so grateful, God, that you are, um, you're creative, and you give creative ideas, and there's so many opportunities. We bless her in the name of Jesus. We bless her in every nation she goes to. We, we say a protection over her and her team. We say that no weapon formed against her will prosper. Uh, all the different kinds of places that she goes, the different principalities, they just uh, have to bow at the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. We bless her yeah. with an increase from this house. Yes. We bless her. And we send you out, Kelly. We send you out with the blessing of this place and these people and everything that you need. Finance. Everything that you need. Yeah, I just see the anointing of Samson on you. And... And I, I just, the the picture I saw was that that you've you've been breaking the bound the boundaries that have been set around you, and and they're like trying to wonder where your strength comes from, but you know where it comes from. And and I just I just see that every even every place there's always trying to put ba- boundaries around you, but like you have the anointing of Samson, just to just tear it off, just to tear it off, and. And it doesn't mean any of the other junk. It's that part of the story. The Lord just says there's nothing that's going to hold you back. There's nothing that's going to hold you back. And so we just we just champion you right now. And we just say you're a champion. You're a champion. And, and the enemy has been calling out champions saying, where's your champion? And we just say, here's one. Here's one right here. And you're going down because she's a champion. And so we just release the spirit of Samson in you. To go be mighty.
to go be powerful. In Jesus' name, amen. We have, we're just going to stay missions here for a minute, because <laughs> as most of you know, Tim and I just got back um, from, we were in Ukraine and Belgium, France and Spain, actually, <laughs> um, uh, four countries, but the team that went with us was in Ukraine and Belgium with us. There's only uh, three of them, but if you guys would go ahead and come up, uh, Rebecca, yeah, Spencer, you're here, right? Oops, you're coming at me. Yeah, there's Daniela. Yeah, we're going to kind of break it up. We're going to share some more next week because we had a team of 11. My daughter's on the way. My, our kids were with us. Daughter's on the way to a basketball uh, tournament, and Timothy is out of town too. So we're just all over the place. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Took in some smoke this weekend, y'all. For real. For real. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Anyway, who wants to go first? I, let's just share some testimonies, just whatever you guys are feeling. Yeah. Okay, so first thing, I just want to encourage the church, like everyone up here has been doing, to go on mission for God overseas, just because really as soon as you step on, like, foreign soil, for me and my experience at least, like, I've just seen the power of God expand in my life. It's like as soon as I'm sent, like, it's like, I don't even know how to explain it. Everything just gets heightened. Like all the gifts that he's put in me just expand. Yes. Um, and so I just want to share a testimony because I was praying about it on the way. One of the churches we went into the very first full day in the Ukraine um, was just this small church, like in a different town that we had to drive to. And um, Pastor Tim said like, Hey, if you guys get words of knowledge, just come up on the mic and give your words of knowledge about healing. And then, we'll go out and send the team out and pray for people in the church. And so different people were getting words of knowledge about different things. But um, I think one person just said, like, okay, if you need healing anywhere in your body, stand up. And I was next to this girl who was, like, didn't speak any English. And so I was, like, kind of, like, what's wrong? And she was, like, ah, ah. and I was, like, okay. So I put my hand on her, like, chest here and prayed for healing. Um, just prayed in the spirit and then prayed for healing. And then afterwards I was, like, I was, like, how is it, t- like, you know, when you don't speak, when they don't speak English and you don't speak Ukrainian or Russian, it's like kind of hard, but um, she was like, coughed a little, and she was like, like, it's better, and I was like, okay, great, and so we went around and prayed for other people, and then I just like felt in my spirit, like I wanted to check and like make sure, because I'm kind of that person that's like, I don't want to walk away and be like, Lord, did that really happen, so I went back to her, and she was sitting next to one of our English translators, and I was like, do you really feel better and our English translator was like, no, she told me as soon as she felt, like, as soon as she sat down and you walked away that she was, like, re- like, all better. And so it was just, like, the glory of the Lord. Like, I didn't even really know what was wrong with her other than the fact she had a cough. But I just, like, prayed for her and, like, just seeing God move, like, past language barriers um, and healing was just, like, super mighty for me. So there was just one story. So on the trip, like, the whole theme more or less was a breakthrough, and I did a really bad job of sharing my breakthrough over there. So if you hear anything that you like, just kind of take it um, and then just accept it. <clears throat> so um, <laughs> if you want it. And uh, we're in Belgium, and uh, Tim was like, uh, just give a, give a word. And uh, I had a super easy word, and I was like, well, this is amazing. And it was really good, and I gave it. And then, <clears throat> but I really felt like God was telling me to give a different word, and, and the word was kitchen remodel. And, like, people are giving, like, really godly words, and I just hear kitchen remodel. And I'm like, that is not godly. That I'm like, people are, like, receiving destiny, and I'm getting kitchen remodel, you know? And <clears throat> so I gave the safe word, and I said, it was a good word, but it was about a new wine, and people are like, oh, that's really good. And God's like, but I told you about the kitchen remodel. I'm like, God, kitchen remodel. And I was like, I don't want to give kitchen remodel. <clears throat> and, like, and... We're not in Lakewood Church, you know? Like, if we're in Lakewood, I would have said, kitchen remodel, and, like, 20 people just stood up, and I would have said, I have a word of the Lord for you. But <laughs> we're, we're in a church that, like, is one of these sections, like, maybe half of it, you know? And, like, I'm like, nobody here is getting a kitchen remodel. Like, what are you? And um, <clears throat> so I give the safe word, and uh, everyone keeps going, and God's like, I told you. I'm like, I'm not doing it. And he said, if you don't tell it, she won't know. 
and they, I didn't know it was a girl. It could have been a male. Who knows? And we talk about keys in the kingdom, and there's a lot of locked doors in people's lives that we have the keys to. And God has entrusted you with that key so you can open it. And so I said, hey, I feel like a kitchen remodel. And like five people rose a hand in a room of like 20. And I was like, oh, that's good. And <clears throat> so I gave the word, and, and it was cool. It was good. <clears throat> um, but the, the really interesting thing was, was that someone was really impacted, but I didn't see that. I didn't see the person impacted. And I thought about it later. I was like, God, why did I not see that? He said, because I wanted your faith to be in the word, not on their reaction. And so when you give a word, don't put your faith on how they react because the, the faith was the obedience, not the reaction. So I just want to encourage you all that. So this trip for me was a lot of, like, learning and God just teaching me how to hear him, like, right then and in the moment. Um <laughs> Yeah, we do that. Yeah. So one of the the actual like biggest thing, I feel like I actually learned more than like what I gave, which is kind of weird because you go, you, you go to give, you go to pour out the love of Jesus on these people. And I just got it poured like right back on me. So the whole trip, um, Jesus was like just telling me just to like love on the one, love on the one, just spend time with one person. And so it's kind of hard when they don't speak English, but um, Jesus just kept push, pushing me to do that really in the Ukraine because we went to a summer we did a kid's summer camp, and that was interesting. It was very fun. Um, Jesus showed up, and, like, a lot of kids received Jesus as their Savior, so that was really awesome. Um, but Jesus just, like, told me, just spend time with, like, this one little girl. There's one little girl there, um, and she didn't speak, like, any English, like, whatsoever. But he was like, just spend time with her. Give her a hug. Just tell her I love her. Just pray for her. Um, and on the way back home, I was just thinking about it, and Jesus was like, that's literally how you're supposed to live your life here. Like, just that one person you meet in the grocery store, or at a restaurant, like, just give them my love, and you're changing the world just by doing it, so. So good. Go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, we're breaking this up in two weeks, I don't want to say everything at once, but uh, <clears throat> just to kind of give you an idea of, um, this trip was super unique, super unique. It was a lot of work. Uh, normally when we go to the Ukraine, we stay in one place for the whole time, for the whole duration. This time we did four churches and then a weekend in Belgium, okay? So these guys and the, the rest of them, I mean, like Daniel said, it was quick. It was new people every day. You know, it was like bring Jesus and, you know, you got to know what Holy Spirit is saying and release it. And they rose to the occasion. It was very, very powerful. Um, and I just was amazed. It was so amazing to go into each of these churches, that, and we had never been in them. Only one, Igor and Lena's, um, that we go have been, been many times to, but <clears throat> they arranged for us to be in these other churches. One of them is they planted, so it was a really special thing. But to walk into each one and encounter a different atmosphere and a different way that Holy Spirit was moving, it was so much fun because then it's really when you see that God's heart is for people in the room. I mean, we could have gone with the same message everywhere. I mean, a lot of people do that, and that's fine, and, you know, and, and it was interesting, though, because we knew that he had given us certain words. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like we showed up unprepared. That, that's not what I'm saying. It was we would walk in with a word you know, that we have been carrying, and God would just take it a different direction and do something, and it would be worship one place, it would be prophetic, it would be healing another, and he was interested in the individuals in the room, and the amount of governmental prophetic that was flowing out of the team was like nothing I'd ever seen before, and it, it, was, um, it was definitely next level what I was feeling, and I think we'll probably have more people next weekend wanting to share more about Belgium, but that that country is ripe for revival. I mean, it is like any day. Revival is just going to sweep through there. It was so easy to be in that, in, in their, the services that they had and the times that they had 
for us and with us. It was only our second time to be there. And just to feel the intense presence of the Lord and the intense words, like Spencer was saying, really specific and just nailing it, you know, and healings. And, and then our team getting just totally whacked on the floor, weeping, you know. It was like, okay. You know, it was, it, that country is, um, it's special, really special what God's doing there. So it was just a, a great honor. Thank you all for sewing in and helping so many of us raise money. It's a big deal. It was a lot of money. And we kept reminding, we would remind the team, just remember how much money, you know, that was given in and sewn in to be here. It, this, this matters, you know. It's significant in the kingdom. Um, we got to, uh, to see God do some amazing things, even with the, some of that money, too, that we were able to bless um, the Ukrainian church particularly, as we always love to do. So, anyway, what else do you want to say? That's good. All right. Amen. All right. You know, testimony is an interesting thing. Because when you, you look at a whole two-week span, like, where do you pick and choose? But I want to just say this, that, like, the night that Rebecca was talking about, every person in the room got healed. Every person, which is how it's supposed to be. And, and one of the things that we determined was that we weren't going to call out every body part. We were only going to call out what God was saying. And... And I, and I say that out loud because I want you to know the word of knowledge is real. And then at the end, we just said, if anyone needs healing, you can stand up. But we had a specific, and it was amazing because some of them were like, I feel like someone's right hand on the second knuckle. And like one, a lady stood up. I mean, that's pretty specific, right? And before she was even up, it was getting healed. She could feel it. Why? Because the word of knowledge. And I just want to, I want to be clear here that we totally believe that everything the Bible says is real. And, and we just, but you have to believe it or you're not going to see it. And then, and then people say, well, I don't, I don't see anything in the Bible. Well, do you believe it? And your actions will always follow what you believe. And so, like, there was amazing moments. But like Elizabeth said, the word of the Lord was just so intense and and honestly, I felt like I had a really great word going over, like just so full. And every time we would get there, it was like God was just downloading me something new every moment. And I, I only got to preach the sermon that I took to preach one time. And I was like, God, what are you doing? He's like, I'm stretching you. And he goes, and I'm caring about them because I'm giving them what they need. And I just want to encourage you today, as, because sometimes we hear testimonies like this, we don't know how to apply them to our lives. There are specific things that specific people need. So let's not be cookie cutter. I mean, the, word of the, the, the prophetic word is, is not like, hey, I just see you being a warrior. If that's what God's saying, say it. But if he's not, please don't. Like, give them what they need. Give them what God is saying. And if it's kitchen remodel, Spencer... Then give them kids. Listen, that lady was getting wrecked. And, I, and then Spencer was like, I didn't see anyone really responding. I'm like, what? That lady was like, and why? Because God was confirming something to her that had way more to do than remodeling her kitchen. And, and it's, but it's only going to be in obedience in that. And so really, I just want to share something that I feel like and that God wants me to talk about this morning. And, and it's because... We went to all these specific places, right? And we were we were moving, and 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 just Igor and Lena say hello for those of you who were here last year. They are the most amazing, humble people, changing a region of Ukraine, and with 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 very little resources, but a whole lot of Holy Spirit. And and I just I also just want to let you know that like our team always we just tell them just bless them, and they gave them. Three months worth of the church budget and one Sunday. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Hey, the other thing I want to just say, and this doesn't have anything to where I'm going. Kelly Bones said that 58 people got saved earlier, and we were like, hey, 58 people got saved in Guyana. 
the, the amount of our celebration and gratitude to the Lord will be the amount that we walk in in the future. God's like, I did something, and it was like, well, good job, God. Ooh. And God's like, no, celebrate what I'm doing, and you'll see it again. You'll see it in increase. And so, um, just, there was that one. So I want to talk to you about the power of hunger for the next 20 minutes or so. And, and um, I really feel like God was just talking to me because I was like, God, I, I, we had this words and we, and we knew what we were going in. Why was it so different everywhere? And he was like, different hunger levels. Different hunger levels. And I was meeting people where they were at and what they were doing. And, I was, I, and so I began to think about like, you know, Ukraine and Belgium, you couldn't be more opposite. Belgium, capital of the EU, it is more Western than America. I kept telling the team, we're going to things that are nicer than we have in the States in Belgium. Then we're going to Ukraine, former Soviet Union. As It can be as basic and as gray as you can imagine. And then we went camping in Ukraine. Just let that sink in for a minute. So, and, and, it, was, and it, was, it was amazing, though, that, that God asked us to go do these things, and, and it was so different. And what was the hunger level? And I began to think about, like, why were they dip, so different? And the Lord was, like, speaking to me. He's like, Ukraine, they're so hungry to reveal the kingdom to a broken system. Man, the church is, they have all this business stirring up in them. They have all these things of, of reform for government, they have, and then they know that the key is revival, right? And it's, it's like brewing in them, I, I, and it makes me just excited that God's going to use the church to revolutionize a country. And then you go to Belgium, and there's all this history of the church, all these cathedrals, all, every town you go, the most beautiful building in town is a cathedral. And they are, they are so pushing in for the presence of the Lord to refill their churches. For it not to be a thing of once was, but the thing of like, and, and, you can, and, and the people we're with are like the spearhead people, the spearhead of revival in Belgium. And, and you get there, and there's something about when our two fires mix at that place, it just gets wild. And... And, and I just, but I want to, I want to show you the difference in hunger and why, why, why we couldn't go with one message. Because God was saying, I have, I have multiple things I'm saying and it's for the individuals. It's for your life. Everywhere you go, you're carrying a word. And God said, I want to, I want to speak to people. And so I began to just think about hunger and, and, and how hungry they were. And it was incredible, like some were Churches, like Elizabeth said, were so hungry for like a breakthrough in praise and worship. Like, I mean, we walked into one place and you thought like, this people are about, about breaking through in worship. The room was like, if you've ever been in the youth room, it was like half that size, had like 80 people in it, and they had it turned up to 11. It was like, whoa. When they turned that sound system on, I was like, holy smoke. And the guitar player was literally standing on our row. We were on the front row, and there wasn't room on the stage, and he was like going after it right there. And I was thinking to myself, why, the, man, why are they doing this? And they were hungry for a breakthrough, for the sound that what God was wanting to release. I'm trying to give you specific instances of, of, of their hunger. That first church, they were so hungry for the supernatural and seeing healing. And that's why God just said, Let's, I'm going to show them what it looks like for me to come in and heal everyone in the room. And you're like, man, God, don't you want to do that everywhere? But there was different hunger levels breaking through at different places. So we could have looked at the next place and be like, well, God didn't do what he was doing, so I guess it was a failure. Or you recognize that their hunger was for a different place and for what God was doing with them at that moment. See, the power of hunger will take you places. And, and, and so just this whole idea of hunger. And so I just want to read you a text to make it legal here. Luke one fifty three. it says, He's filled the hungry with every good thing. But the rich or the full or the satisfied go away empty. And 
I just feel like the Lord is just talking to me this morning about a fresh wave of hunger that's about to hit us. A fresh wave of hunger for what he's doing. And I wrote down three things that, and these aren't in my notes, but I wrote them down during worship. It's like, if for, there's like a fresh wave of hunger for greater life, for the life of God in your personal life. I can just feel it stirring around. And I feel like the Lord is saying a wave because we're actually in between swells right now. Anyone ever been to the beach? Yes? And, and you get in between, and you, and you know when you're in between the swells, and you actually know when you're in between the sets if you start paying attention. And the waves begin to come, and I really feel like the Lord is like building something up of a fresh wave of hunger. Second thing is like new breakthroughs. Some of you are, 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 are wanting to see new breakthroughs. And, and I really felt like the Lord told me that this is not a desperation hunger. It's an understanding hunger. It's a hunger that's going to come out of understanding, not just like desperation, like, I got to have this breakthrough. It's like, no, God's offering us breakthroughs to come. And the last one I just think is things that we've never seen. How many like to see things you've never seen? I, I want to tell you that that's only going to come if you're hungry for it. Or you'll live where you've always lived and what's familiar. Like, I love where we're at right now, and I am just tell you, I'm so hungry for more. I'm hungry for, man, for just more breakthrough and more people getting saved and more people getting healed and everything that this book says. But it's only going to come with our partnership of hunger. See, God uses hunger. And, and he actually stirs us. And in, in Haggai talks about how God was looking to do something new. And you know what he did? He took Zerubbabel, the leader, and says he stirred him up. And the word actually is related to the word hunger, where he made him hungry. He began to desire something more than was happening in the natural. Only the Lord can do that. How many of you have tried to stir yourself up? Did it last? No. Now, that partnership with, with God, then it will last. But it began to stir Zerubbabel up, and then it's interesting. Then it says that the people that were around Zerubbabel, the other leaders, they begin to get stirred up. And then the most amazing thing, two verses later, it says, then the whole of Israel was stirred up. It's how God uses hunger. He begins to let hunger stir, and he begins to, the Holy Spirit begins to stir it in us, and he says, hey, now I need you to get over here by Tom, and his hunger and your hunger are going to begin to stir up. And all of a sudden, hunger and desire, I want you to understand that hunger is really related to the word desire. But desire, hunger is an active phrase of, of, of hunger. Desire won't get you there. The, man, I know plenty of people like, I desire to see this. Like, what are you doing about it? If you're actually hungry, you'll get to work. It says in Proverbs that hunger is what causes the laborers to go into the field. Because they're hungry. Desire didn't do that. Like, well, I desire dinner. Well, I desire dinner too, but it's not cooking itself in there. You know, and I, I feel like people are like, well, God knows my desires. Yeah, He does. And He also created a kitchen. And He wants you to get in there and begin to let it stir up and begin to partner with Him and say, hey, hey, I, He's saying, I have put this desire in you. Now partner with me so we can actually see it fulfilled. Because remember in Proverbs it says that a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Or a desire or a hunger fulfilled is a tree of life. He's created us to live in fulfillment. Let me say that again. He's created you to not just be dreamers. He's created you to live in the fulfillment of the dream. And we have so, man, we've celebrated dreamers. But I want to tell you we're in a season where we're about to celebrate fulfillment of dreams. That's what happens when you start. You have to celebrate the people that will dream and hunger for something more. But the next season is you celebrate the people who are walking in the fulfillment of their dreams. And God's saying, I want to I partner with you because I want to stir up hunger. I want to release it in you. Obviously, Matthew 5 tells us what? That blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. What? They'll be filled, right? It's interesting it didn't say they desire 
The word actually means that they, they're so hungry that they begin to be, the Hebrew word for that right there means they're urged by the Holy Spirit to long for something more. They're urged by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to help you in your pursuit of what He's stirring you up for. And then He wants to give it to you. So I, I wrote this down about hunger, and, and we're not going to get to any of this today. So, But I want you to hear this, because this is I felt like the Lord just spoke this to me so clear on the plane coming home. And the, it's this, that hunger leads to intentionality. If you're a note taker, get your pen out. Hunger leads to intentionality. Intentionality is so important. I begin to recognize when we're in these places that the minute that the people would begin to get stirred to something, they would get intentional about pursuit. Think about the woman with the issue of blood. For 12 years, she's been sick. She's been going to all the doctors. How many know that's a desire? But she hears that Jesus is passing by and desire takes an action into the form of hunger and like, I'm getting to him. And if I only reach the hem of his garment, it'll be enough. And then she gets intentional, right? She gets intentional in saying, because they get there and the first thing it says is there was a great crowd. And, and we have to understand that intentionality is a huge part of the process that God's not just going to make us hunger and then say, you're going to float over the crowd. She had to push her way. She became intentional and said, I'm getting to that place that Jesus is because I need to get healed. And I know if I can just touch, I love her faith. I know if I can just, just touch, it's going to happen. She became intentional with it. And I want to tell you that hunger leads to intentionality. I believe it's the step that we're in right now. God is saying, hey, are you going to be intentional in your pursuit of the things I've put in your heart? Are you going to treat it? Or are you going to treat them like a trophy in a case and just say, well, when God wants to do these, he can. God is a healer. But he said, hey, I need you to push through this crowd to me. And she pushed through. We know the rest of the story, right? But intentionality leads to connection. Connection is the goal. See, I, I just want to say this, that your, your hunger must always be just to be with Jesus first. Not for what Jesus can give you. You know, it's really interesting when you, you begin to, I see, I've, we've learned this in the journey as people begin to like pursue a breakthrough in healing or need a healing in their life. I find that a lot of times the breakthrough comes when they, they release the whole idea of I've just got to have this healing and they just begin to pursue Jesus and all of a sudden the healing happens. Connection is the goal, but connection leads to closeness. And closeness leads to clarity. When you're with Jesus, then it, it, things begin to get clear. And, and God is calling us to a life of clarity where we begin to understand. And I want to tell you that hunger will lead you to clarity in your life. It will lead you to a place of understanding who he is and what he's saying to you right then. And, and in a couple of weeks, I'm going to share this, but I've, I've been thinking about the story in 2 Samuel 5 where... David is now king, and it's time to war the Philistines. And the first time, God said, just go tear them up. They go crashing in, and the spirit of breakthrough happens. And the second time, they're getting ready, and he says, hey, don't do it this way. Do it this way. We may actually share that in just a minute. But, but the last thing I want to say is clarity leads to fulfillment and transformed destiny. You know, we, I think that we've thought that hunger will get us there, and it is, but there's steps in it. And it's got to be about closeness and clarity. And so let's just do that. Let's just turn to 2 Samuel real quick. Y'all good? Yeah. 
This is 2 Samuel 5, verse 17. While you're turning, I'm going to read. It says, When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king, they went up in full force to search for him. Isn't that interesting that David is now walking in the fulfillment of the promise of what God had said about him, and the devil didn't like it. You know, and I'm not fully, I don't subscribe to the whole thing, higher levels, higher devils. It's like higher levels, more anointing. David had the anointing. The funny thing is the enemy actually just came out to show themselves so David could defeat them because it was actually on the land that was already his. You know, God had given that land. The Philistines were actually just, they were usurping authority on God's land already given. And so we begin to see that David's been anointed king. The Philistines come out, and the first time, so incredible, it says, so they went, they, they go, and David comes to the Lord and says, what do you want me to do, Lord? And he says he's inquired of the Lord. Now, this is going to be a real simple point, but I want to encourage you that your journey is going to require a lot of inquiring of the Lord. God, what do you want us to do here? You know, every place we went, I just said, God, what are you saying for these people? And it was amazing the difference and the place that he released and what he released, different anointings, different things, because he had a different way of treating it, and I had to inquire of him. Or we could have gone and just dropped the American bomb on them and just released some truth, and they would have, they would have clapped us and thought, man, we thought that was going to be better. But we inquired of the Lord and said, God, what are you saying? And it's incredible. It says this is in verse 19. It says, so David inquired of the Lord, shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? The Lord answered him, go, for I will surely hand the Philistines over to you. And so David went to Belperezim, and there he defeated them. And he said, as the waters break out, the Lord has broken out against my enemies before me. That is the result of inquiring of the Lord, is breakthrough. The very word in the Hebrew right there means breakthrough. They didn't know what to name the place where God gave them victory, so they just named it breakthrough. God gave us breakthrough against our enemies. And I love what it says, the next verse says, The Philistines abandoned their idols there, and David and his men carried them off. The thing that the enemy had tried to establish on the land was now in the hands of God's people. The idols that God has tried to, that the enemy of our, of our world, the devil, am I clear about that? There's a devil. He hates our world and he hates you. And it says he's trying to set up idols. And it says, and the breakthrough, your breakthroughs are not just for your personal life. It says they broke through and they took down the idols that the Philistines have been trying to set up. I just want to encourage you that this This gospel we're in, this kingdom, is not a self-help gospel. It's a world-help gospel. You know, we talk so much, like, well, I just got to be healthy on the inside. Listen, your health better be producing something in the world to be healthy. Please let it be. Don't just be healthy and say, look how healthy I am. Let it produce breakthrough that actually people get to rejoice because of your breakthroughs. And then it, Then it goes on, it says, Once more the Philistines came up and spread out in the valley of Raphaim. And that word right there means of giants. And there's giants, and and they they begin to spread out. And David inquired of the Lord, and he said, And the Lord said, Do not go straight up, but circle around behind them, and attack them in front of the balsam trees, or the mulberry trees, some of your versions says. It says, As soon as... As you hear the sound of marching in the top of the mulberry or balsam trees, move quickly because that will mean the Lord has gone out in front of you to strike the Philistine army. The the biggest thing I want you to understand is that he had to inquire the Lord and the Lord didn't give him the same formula. He didn't say, hey, it worked last time. Let's just do this again. Every time you see that in the Old Testament, it failed. And I want to encourage you in life, let your hunger lead you to such a place that you're inquiring of the Lord of what to do, not out of fear, 
Not of like, oh, I don't know what to do, God. Show me, like, God, I know you always know what to do, and me and you together always know what to do. So what do we need to do right here? How many know how to pray out of fear? Anyone ever done that? Prayer is never to be done out of fear. It's always out of being out of connection. That place of depth of connection with Him where you know He's got the solution and you do too because He's on the inside of you. And David is inquiring of the Lord and then God says the most interesting thing. Don't do what we did last time. Circle around. And when you hear me marching. Now, and the reason I've gone here actually is, is actually because of a prophetic word that Tom just had. Did I bring my phone up here? This morning, God spoke to me. And if you think I'm a little crazy here, hang in there. It just gets worse. And I heard the Lord say that I want you to be a point, a sharp point. And I was like, what? And he was like, I want you to be a sharp point. I want this place to be a sharp point. And then Tom get, comes over and he's like, I feel like, and y'all notice Tom doesn't do that very often, right? And he comes to me and he's like, I, I feel like God's in. And I saw this arrow and where the point head and there's people adding to it. And he was like, I don't know really. And he's like, I need you to share that. And he goes, why? He's like, because God told me we're just be a sharp point. And, and here's the, the Hebrew word right there when it says, go out and move quickly. The word actually means to be pointed in the direction that God is already giving you and move fast. It's what it means right there. And I, I felt like the prophetic word God was just saying, hey, in this season of being hungry, there's going to be times I speak to you and I need you to move quickly. Listen, for your personal lives, I believe that God is actually going to give you strategy and breakthrough. We need you to move quickly when he says it. He wants to point you in the direction and say, now be ready and go. And that's what he tells David. When you hear the sound of an army marching in the mulberry trees, what does that sound like? I don't know, but he, he made it clear. You'll know. I mean, David didn't say, oh yeah, like that one time when we heard it in the mulberry trees. He didn't say that. He said, okay, I trust you. I'll know what that sounds like. Everything in the kingdom takes faith. He didn't say, well, God, could you let me hear it so I know what's happening? He's like, okay. So they circle around. Then and the, simple, the simple story is, then it actually just it, it became complete breakthrough again on the enemy. From, from the backside this time. And I just felt like the Lord was just speaking to me. He goes, that doesn't happen without hunger. It doesn't happen without hunger. And so... If, if, if we're living in a place of breakthrough, how many of you are just enjoying what the Lord is doing in your life right now? If, if you're not, I just want to encourage you, breakthrough's coming. And if you are enjoying it, I want to, I want to say this, that God is stirring a new hunger. And years ago, I heard a scripture read, and it's in Zechariah, and it says this. I think it's 10-1, but it might be 12-1. It says, in the rainy season... Pray for rain. In the rainy season, in the springtime, when rain happens, pray for more rain. And I believe this. We're in a season of God meeting us and coming and, and, and showing himself. And I just want to encourage you in your life, whatever season you're in, be hungry for more rain. Be hungry for more of what God is doing. I'm hungry too. <coughs> and I don't mean for lunch. No, I just want to get real practical right now. It's been an interesting week in our city. You know, we live, if the, those of you who don't know where we live, we literally live connected. The, a, our property line pumps up to the apartments that burned down. And it was wild. If those of you don't know, uh, Melody, Melody and Julia who go to church here, Melody's on staff here, their apartment burned down, the whole building. And, um, and it was wild 4.30 a.m., wasn't it? You know, like, 
Melody called, and I threw on some shorts and went running down the road, and it was like a movie scene. Flames like 50 feet out of the building and people like running for their lives. And, you know, it was a long day of like, we're out there with our garden hoses, and like, Timothy had so much fun. He thought he was a volunteer firefighter that day or something. <laughs> I got to tell him, hey, that fence is in our way. And he was like, what? And I'm like, get it. And he just like, like tore it all apart. It was so fun. And, 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 we were, and we were just helping and trying to serve people and love on people. But you could feel the heaviness coming. And then, you know, the news happens. There was people hurt. And now, now there's people missing and all those things. And, and I've just been pondering before the Lord, you know. And, and I just said, Lord, what do you want us to do? And the first thing he says, I need you to be hungry to carry more authority to change the heaviness off of the city. It wasn't enough just to say, God, we need authority. He was like, I need you to be hungry. To know that, that Jesus in you, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, can change the atmosphere. And so I want to encourage you now. I'm talking to you as a church in San Marcos, in our region. That you have the answer for every question asked about this. I just first of all want to say this, that God is good. And the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy. God is good. That's, that's not even negotiable. And his love endures forever, meaning it's eternal. And so we are actually carrying the message of hope contrary to the world's news. You have it in you because you have the Spirit of God in you. And, and I just want to encourage you, be a carrier of hope this week. And if you don't know what that looks like, get hungry for it. Ask God to put it on the inside of you. And, and let's carry something beyond just, oh, that's tragic. Right? I mean, we can sound just like the world. The world is so good at sympathy. Oh, we're so sorry about that. I want to tell you, we have to go beyond sympathy to hope. Hope in Jesus. Listen, don't let it get heavy in here right now. We already warred for that this morning. But I want to encourage you, be so hungry for a new place of hope in your life. Be so hungry for a new place of the Word of the Lord. You have the Word of the Lord for everyone that was in that place. But if you don't believe that, then you won't. That's one thing we told the team. We can prophesy over everyone in this room tonight because God's word is alive and active and he wants to talk to people tonight but if you don't believe that then you won't actually feel like you're carrying anything so melody i want you to stand up we're going to practice nick i need your hat awesome i felt like lord told me to pass the hat I was like, I hope there's a hat in here. There it was. We're going to do two things. We're going to take up an offering for Melody. I'm going to pass it. She lost everything. She came to our house with a phone and a smart girl with her set of keys. And, you know, we were just celebrating that she was in there. We were celebrating that Julia and Zach, who also come, were in our house and they were safe. But I want to tell you that we've got to be carriers of hope for the other 199. So I'm going to ask if you're, if you're not facing her, to face her. Now, no heaviness is allowed at this moment. Actually, this is a joy moment. Why? Because the kingdom of God is on the inside of you and a third of the kingdom of God is joy. That's it. (laughs) So we just speak hope over you right now. We speak life over you. We just declare revelation of the goodness of God and His goodness all around you and His angels all around you. We just declare that that good is going to come from this. Because it is impossible, if you're in the kingdom of God, for good not to come out of this. 
We just declare you're going to be carrier of the word of the Lord for this. And people are going to come and say, how are you thriving in this? I'm going to say, because Jesus came and talked to me. And so we just speak life over you right now. We speak the word of the Lord filling your heart and your mind. We come against trauma. We just, we just say, trauma, you have no place here because she's whole in Jesus. Yeah, we do declare that you're like Azariah, Hananiah, or Mishael, or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You're going to go through the fire and come out, and they're going to say, wait a minute, I thought we put three in there. And they said, no, but that fourth one sure does look like the Son of God. So we just bless you with that. We bless our city and the atmosphere with the word of hope right now. We just declare heaviness, you're not allowed. Even if bad news comes up, we just declare the word of the Lord is greater. Okay. If, if we could go ahead and get the giving slide up. You don't have, if you don't have cash or check, you can give on, online. So this is Nick's hat. Get it. Right. I love it. Come on. I'm going to pass it. No, I'm going to set it right here. Here's what I'm going to do. Yes, sir. You can text, give, give online. You have that slide? There it is. It can yeah. be a toolbox offering, and there, or wherever there's a comment option, you can say melody or fire or whatever. We'll know what that means. Melody, God's giving you an upgrade. It's an upgrade. Yeah, it's running over. Nick, got to get a bigger hat, I guess. All right. See, if you're wondering if this was like a hodgepodge day, I just want to tell you that we, we must respond to what the Lord is saying. We must do what he's doing. And and it would I feel this so strong right now in my spirit. Please be carriers of hope this week. Like it is a mandate from the Lord being given right now. To carry hope beyond the natural. And God will help you. And and if it's just simple as like because I, I have a neighbor who doesn't doesn't always approach things with hope. And, and I, I was talking to her, and I just said this. I said, listen, God's going to do good here. And we're standing there watching it burn, and she's like, I don't understand that. And I was like, I don't understand it in the natural. But I know who God is, and it's going to be good here. And so I just want to encourage you again. As you, as, let's just stand up and get ready to receive. Because we're going to receive two things. We're going to receive an impartation of hope. And then we're going to receive an impartation of hunger. New hunger. Hunger for His presence. Hunger for the lost. Isn't that right, Kelly? Hunger for the lost. So we just I bless you right now with the message and the mantle of hope for our city. We bless the church and San Marcos as a whole with the mantle of hope and the words of hope and the cry and the battle cry of hope and that our God is good and His love endures forever over our city right now. I pray that it would go so deep in your spirits right now that even even any kind of news would not shake you to say, this is hope and we will carry it. We bless you now. We, we pray for the supernatural 
quality, the supernatural development of hope happening on the inside of you right now for our city. And I just hear the Lord saying, it's time to shine. Arise and shine. Arise and shine. Now for those of you who just say, man, I want more hunger, would you just raise your hands? It's an intentional act of yes. Holy Spirit, only you can do this. But I just partner with you right now and we just release hunger, a new hunger in the time of rain for more rain. And those that are, are desperate, I, say, I pray you move them out of desperation into such a hunger encounter with you, Jesus. We just speak life and breakthroughs and more presence, but we just declare a partnering and intentionality of hunger stirring in our spirits right now. I pray, God, that you would speak and show us new things to do and, pl- and, and ways to respond to your presence that we've never even thought of before, God. I just feel like the Lord is saying, in this season of hunger, new gifts are going to be birthing. Brand new gifts that you've never experienced before. And the Lord says, you've got to take the lid off. You've got to take the lid off and be like, well, these are the gifts I'm good at. The Lord said, I'm not talking about what you're good at. I'm talking about what I'm giving you. And the Lord's just saying, take the lid off so I can pour in all the things I'm wanting to give you in this season. We just receive your hunger right now. We hunger for you, God. And we know that we're going to be filled because that's the way of your kingdom, God. In Jesus' name, amen.